The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Hour three here on the Swain Event. Powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Over the last couple of days, they, uh, there has been some more transfer portal drama. This time, it's on the on the less left coast. Good. Arizona State. Ooh. Jaden Daniels, their all-conference caliber type of quarterback. There was some thought that Spencer Rattler would go to Arizona State because they thought that Jaden Daniels would enter the portal. He decided not to enter the portal. Spencer Rattler go to South Carolina, and now Jalen Daniels is in the portal. <laughs> and uh, Arizona State fans are hot right now at Herm Edwards. And then you couple that with some of the NCAA stuff that's going on too. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was like, "Ooh, Jaden Daniels." Then I had to think about it. I'm like, oh, we already we already got we already got quarterbacks. We don't have a backup quarterback. We do. Not a good one. Jaden Daniels is not going somewhere to be a backup. That is very true. That's my comeback to that last one. But but maybe he wants to come to Tennessee, redshirt, and then take over next year. I ain't gonna lie. I was looking at it like, ooh, ooh. How can we make this work? How, how can we make this <laughs> work out? I just I couldn't find anything. Nothing came to mind. So fair enough. Um, Ethan Davis, the 2023 um, most highly rated player for Tennessee, is um, is going to give a run at playing football and basketball in college. Hmm. It sounds great. It sounds great. But I don't think people realize how hard that is to do. It's just really hard to do. Especially they, in today's age. Yeah, because there's there's no off season. There is, but it's not. There's four seasons for a student athlete. There's your in season, which for football would be from the moment you report to camp. August 1st, all the way to January. And then January, you have your winter workouts. That's that's season number two. Then you have spring. That's season number three. And then you have your summer. That's season number four. If you play football and your team is good, you're not going to be able to join the basketball team until the end of, excuse me, uh, January. And by that point, entering SEC play, when are you, when are you going to practice? Like, when are you going to practice on your basketball game during season? Like, when you're playing football, how are you going to practice and work on your game? It's It's hard. 
It's hard. That's why we don't see it a lot. When was the last time we saw a, a football and basketball player at a high level besides Bruce Ellington at South Carolina? That's who I was going to say. And before then, guys, I think about is like Ronald Curry, who who did it at South, uh, did it in North, North Carolina, but he just he he was big out there as a guard. And he won Gatorade Player of the Year in football and basketball when he came out of Virginia, but just couldn't get it going as a basketball player. He had gotten too big. He was yoked up. And then I think about Julius Peppers. Uh, I'm trying to think of some guys in the NBA excuse me, in the SEC to try to do it. I uh, can't really think of any. I know Charlie Ward did it at Florida State at a high level. It's just hard. I hope that he can do it. I hope that um, he's in that same breath as some of those guys I just mentioned. But it's it's just hard to do. Malachi Wadman, one of the biggest freaks I've ever seen in terms of watching a highlight film, the stuff that he did on the football field was just unreal. And then we watched his basketball film, extremely athletic. But the time, like, I don't see how you're going to have any time to do anything else besides your sport. Because you don't. You barely got any time to do anything else when you just play one sport, let alone try to play two. So I hope it works out. I really do. It'd be real cool to see it work out. It's just hard to make it work out. I, I agree with with what you are saying. I just, you don't have the time to put in the effort necessary for, for both. I mean, you think Rick Barnes is going to play somebody that is not practicing all the time, all the time. It's hard, man. Um, and I mean, even with, with football, like how, how are you going to become the best version of yourself? If would you say the, the winter months, January, February, going into to spring practice is more important than the summer months? No, I think, it's, I think it's equally important. I just think it's different. I mean, like the, the January fit with winter months, it's about just about getting those gains, like in the weight room. And the summer months are, are more about maintaining those gains, but also being able to, like, run – and being conditioned and getting used to the to the hot weather, but all of it's like equally equally important. They just they're just different. But a lot of those guys, it's about healing too. You take a beating playing football from August to to December, in December, and a lot of guys, you know, they have surgery. They are doing things in the weight room, but their workout programs are a little are, are modified to accommodate some of the, the the injuries from the year before. So, like, yeah, everybody doing squats. We're doing squats today, but hey man, you got a knee thing going on. So we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna put you doing maybe some 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 snatch cleans with some dumbbells instead of with the bar. Like there's some modifications that go on to protect guys who got hurt during the season. So I just it's why it's why we don't see it much. It's hard. It's really, really hard. They ain't near impossible. But you just, you just can't miss those. Even right now, even if it's equally important, one's not more important than the other. As a football player, you don't need to be missing January and February or really missing spring practice until you prove yourself. So not only would Rick Barnes feel weird about playing a guy who has not been been practicing the way that others have 
and, and working as hard as a Josiah Jordan James or, or Santiago Vescovi. But I would imagine Josh Heupel would, would also kind of feel weird about a player missing several important months. I mean, you're, you're missing January, February, March, and you wouldn't be able to join the team until midway through spring practice, which is a lot of, of reps lost. And, and here's the other thing. When is your body going to heal? When, when is your body going to have time to recover? Because you're going straight from football to basketball. It's tough, man. It, it is it is very tough. Now, let's let's be glass half full for a moment. If there's one position that can do it, it's the tight end position. We we've seen it done. We we've seen it done. Now, we haven't necessarily seen it recently. We we've seen tight ends make or we've seen basketball players transition to tight end, but it's been after they have stopped playing basketball. There was a young man a couple of years ago that finished playing basketball and, and went to the combine as a tight end. Like, we, we've seen that happen. Yeah, Jimmy Graham did it. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm saying recently we haven't seen the Jimmy Grahams or the Julius Peppers. The, the only example we have recently is of somebody who played college basketball for four years, didn't play college football, and then when he was done playing college basketball, he went to the combine to, to work out at mm-hmm. tight end. That, that's the only recent example we have. Because it, it's it's changed now. I'm a big advocate for playing multiple sports growing up. As long as you can, as long as you can. Mm-hmm. But that stops once high school stops. Quite frankly, I mean, it it's a it's a challenge for for football and baseball players to to manage both. Football and basketball is even more difficult. So may, maybe being glass half full. If there's one position that can pull it off, it's tight end. But I, I just it, it's hard to envision it, envision it working in 2022. But if you're a coach, if you have a player that that wants to try, and um, they want to come to your school, and then you don't tell them no, you can't do it. You let them make that decision on their own that they can't do it. You don't tell them they can't do it. They'll figure it out once they go through one or the other in season, off season, and they'll realize like, yo, this is this is not high school. This is not high school. Cause I remember being in the same position as Ethan Davis. And my goal was to was to play both. That's what I want to do. I want to play both. I remember getting letters from like Stanford and like Purdue and Southern Illinois and Auburn in basketball. And you know, Auburn's thing was the way they was going to try to get me was to say, yeah, you can play both. Like, you can play football and basketball. But Auburn's basketball program at the time was not good. So, it, it wouldn't have mattered if I joined late. But when you're dealing with two programs, number one, Tennessee football is the priority, right? Because he, he plays tight end. That's why he picked Tennessee. He played tight end. But then your secondary sport, like, they good. The secondary, the secondary sport – He's attracting four and five stars and one and duns. That stuff works at North Carolina when, you know, North Carolina, you know, football wasn't wasn't as good, but North Carolina basketball was was popping and everything was going on. Uh, they were winning and compete for championships. And Julius Pepper was just he's just he's just different. He's just a freak. He's just a freak. But Carolina, it worked out with South Carolina because Carolina basketball wasn't that wasn't that good. 
So the competition wasn't as strong for a Bruce Ellington to come in and, and play football, excuse me, play basketball after playing football for a couple months. It's just hard. It's really hard. I hope it works out. I hope he's able to do it. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, games, just like just like all of us. We all think we're going to play both. Meacham thought he was going to play both. Inky probably thought he was going to play both. Brett Smith thought he could play both. Everybody who's really good at basketball and really good at football, they're so used to playing both for so long, they have that confidence in themselves. So, And you you touched on this, but you as a coaching staff cannot say no, no during the recruiting process. No. Because, because why, Swain? Because you want them to stay on your team. I mean, he's he's committed, not signed, but like if you say no, somebody else is saying yes. Yeah, to, to, pretty much to get them to get to campus. Yep. Uh, other coaches will. Well, the same way Kentucky was able to get the Wade twins, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we we'll give you a chance to play quarterback. Yeah, well, we'll let you play quarterback. Yeah, we'll let you play quarterback. Come on. I, but that's I actually think they are going to let Destin Wade play quarterback. Let him play. And, and look, that's fine. I I hope. Actually, I don't hope he's successful. I was going to say I hope he's successful because he's from Tennessee, but nope, you've been voted off the island because you went to Kentucky. Sorry, kid. <laughs> but uh, Tennessee's evaluation was was different than than Kentucky's in terms of Destin Wade, the quarterback. They they love Destin Wade, the football player, the the athlete, but they they didn't want to play him at quarterback. They they have they like Taven Jackson, so. We'll see who was wrong and who was right. But if you tell Ethan Davis, no, you can't play basketball, somebody else on the recruiting trail is telling him, yeah, you can play both. Yeah, we'll let you. How dare Tennessee be honest with you like that and say say you can't do something. We'll let you do it. Like Georgia. Like you can you can afford to do that at Georgia. Because, like, their basketball program is garbage. Hot, hot garbage. I mean, summertime garbage. Like, the garbage that you, that, that, that's in your, in your trash bin in the backyard on the side of your house, and it's hot, and flies and got up in there, and there's maggots everywhere, and when the trash man comes, you got to go rinse it out and bleach it out because it stinks so bad. That's the garbage that Georgia basketball is right now. Hot. Hot garbage. You can do it in places like that. Let's get to the... Got some breaking news. Oh, 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 hold on now. We got some breaking news. What we got, Ben? On a a Monday morning, you'll you'll be thrilled about this. Who the, Bull, who the Bulls get in trade? Nope, trade deadline's over. According uh, to Pete Thamel. Oh, got some college football. What we got? University of Tennessee, oh, oh. wide receivers coach Cody Burns has accepted the New Orleans Saints wide receivers job. That's a lie. I swear. Pete Thamel tweeted. <laughs> you ain't right. Pete Thamel five minutes ago. Sources. University of Tennessee wide receiver coach Cody Burns has accepted the New Orleans Saints receiver's job. Burns is the former Auburn player who has also coached at MTSU, Arizona State, and Auburn. I don't believe you. <laughs> Why do you seem so happy right now? Oh. Oh. 
make sure the account's real. 201,000 followers. Got the verified check. What you want me to say, Ben? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, Vol fan is saying John Bryce reported it. So my, my apologies to Bryce if, if he was the first. I just Googled Cody Burns or Twitter search Cody Burns, and Pete Thamel was the first one to uh, pop up. So I apologize to Bryce. But Bryce did tweet uh, a few moments ago. Actually, he didn't tweet. I'm not seeing it on his timeline. Mm. I don't see Pete Thamel. Unless Bryce put it somewhere else, Ball fan can let us know. So Pete Thamel was the first one I saw, so that's why I mentioned him. Ah oh, man, that's a tough blow right there. Ah, that's gonna hurt. Ah oh, man. Ah. Have anybody leave? Now we got somebody leaving. It's terrible. <sighs> you believe that, man? Yeah. You believe me right now? Yeah, take your word for it. But do you believe my like my reaction? No. You can't tell that I'm crushed. No. Dang it! Why? What about that one? Wait, right. That was like there's the, something wrong with in you. the movies. No, why? Why? One of your greatest reactions ever. We, we may need to uh, clip that. Have as a as a hot key. Which one? All of my it. natural reaction, or like what I'm doing right now? What you doing right now? Who are you texting? <laughs> uh, I'm just checking the weather. That's all. Gonna be um, 41 degrees right now. It's gonna be high 66, Ben. Okay, it's time to be serious, Swain, because Brad wants to know. I'm not good at sarcasm. Is this bad? No. No, it's not bad. Tennessee will be okay. Tennessee will be just fine. Just fine. I was surprised because it's February the 21st. Is that because I didn't need a job? I can't come back to be no receiver coach. Well, Broncos have a new coach. I didn't know if he needed his job. No. Zach, Zach was one of the few coaches that was retained. He did not get fired. Well, you know the rumor as to who is going to be the next wide receivers coach. Who? Jason Swain. No. Nah. Nah, I'm good. What about Jason Swan? I mean, he can do it. He might as well coach football. He he didn't want to play baseball on Sunday since he forgot his jersey. Irresponsible. How you lose your? How you forget your jersey? Irresponsible, man. Fake Jason Swain. Jason Swan. <laughs> 
get out of here, man. Get out of here with all that. And then you're not even good. Did he, did he hit any home runs? No, he was bad this weekend. See, I mean, makes it even worse. Terrible. What number did he wear? He wear number one? Probably like not. 20. See, that's what I'm talking about. Terrible. Fake Jason Swan. Now, he do look old. You look old. I am old. Yeah, but you looked old when you were young. I didn't have facial hair like like Jason Swan. You also didn't have hair. Yeah, but I could I could have grew facial hair. Jason up. Oh, Jason Swan is two. See, he def- he not even number one. He's number two. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. I believe his parents is like, how do we make our son as close to him <laughs> that Jason Swain fellow? It's possible without making him Jason Swain. We're going to give him number two. We're going to take the I out of his last name and the Y out of his first name. Terrible. 6'1", 184. What, if, if you played baseball, what position would you want to play? Uh, In the outfield. Oh, well, he plays in the infield. Far away from those line drives. Uh-uh. We got time for that. They, they still hit piss missile at you in the outfield. That's right. I got more time to adjust. <laughs> <laughs> more time to adjust. That's what that's what I'll be doing. Central Florida Vol wants to know if Montario can coach receivers. Yes. Huh. Montario needs to come be on the winning side for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Play too much, man. You the real instigator. Uh, I didn't say anything. You the real instigator. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Montero coached receivers at, at Charlotte. Worked under David Johnson when he was when he was here as GA or quality control guy. QC. We can uh, bring back David Johnson. No, that ain't gonna happen. If David Johnson's smart, I, he would leave. Because that ain't going to work at Florida State. So what do you think about the Saints making this hire? Mm, um, a little surprised. Marquez Callaway has himself a new position coach. Really surprised because... Um, Best receiver coach in the uh, NFL was with the Saints for years and years and years. And um, last name Johnson, he went on to be the head coach at Tulane. He wound up getting fired, but he was he coached at Miami, coach Andre Johnson, all those boys. Uh, but Curtis Johnson, Curtis Johnson is the best receiver coach in the, in the NFL. The best. The best. So, they go on from Curtis Johnson, who was like a vet, vet in the game. He coached Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, Roscoe Pears, Santana Moss in Miami. Saints, Marcus Colston, Devery Henderson, Lance Moore, Pat Meacham. Like, them, them Saints receivers, dude. You didn't have much of first-round picks. Meacham was a late first-round pick. But those receivers were on fire. Curtis Johnson. So they go from Curtis Johnson to uh, Cody Burns. 
go to the phones. We have Rusty Price. Rusty Price, good morning. I couldn't miss listening to you break down the Cody Burns move to the NFL. What What do you mean? I just wanted to hear you talk about it, Swain. Well, I'm talking about it. What you laughing at, Ben? Nobody's a bigger advocate for Cody Burns than Jason Swain. Austin, I thought Tennessee was going to make it through an entire offseason without coaching turnover. Look, buddy, it's been a little too quiet. Now all is right in the world. I knew it. I knew Tennessee had some drama up their sleeve. Here we go. And we, you know, we don't need a full-scale search. We just need a, you know, kind of, you know, one-position coach, you know. Sounds good. You know, a year from now, maybe one. Sounds good. Like, the problem is we always have, like, 50, you know, to have to cover. So, I mean – Sign me up, you know, for just a little chatter here before we come out of the dead period for the first recruiting weekend uh, back after the dead period. You know, the good news is spring practice will start till, you know, the week of March 21st. So there's some time here. But I do think, you know, hype's got to have some urgency about him. And uh, I know Jason's going to agree with me. The perfect person to call, even though he has no ties to Josh Heupel, but you could get him at this stage in the game. One Trooper Taylor. Ooh. Or what about a Montario Hardesty? One Trooper Taylor. Hmm. I think I'm picking up what you put down there, Austin. Well, I just think. I just text someone and says, and said, call Trooper. (laughs) Like, even before you said that. Well, again, if I'm Trooper, I'm, you know. You want to? You don't want to sit back and wait on him to come to you. You probably got to be a boy in the china shop a little bit um, if you really want to come back. Again, nothing against Monterio, but Trooper's just a vet. And again, at this stage in the game, you know you you could get him. At least I think you could. I think Jason would agree with that. You know, I, I just put, you're just in this weird spot where like, is it you know, is is there a coach on a? Well, really what you're looking at here is somebody that you have ties to, which I think is going to be minimal, or you're looking at someone you think is quality on a staff that probably is a dead man walking heading into next year. You know, obviously Auburn comes to mind, but they're not going down that road again. My point, though, is, is like, is there somebody where you're like, you know, they're going into that Derek Dooley type third year, and they're probably not going to make it. Um, you know, that that's kind of – the, the names I'm looking at. I mean, Trooper's not that, but Trooper's a vet you can get that, you know, would love to come back, you know, and so... Loves Knoxville. Yeah, he loves Knoxville. Again, who wasn't productive, whether it be at running back or wide receiver under Trooper Taylor? I mean, he even got a good play out of Jason. I mean, you know, <laughs> when you do that, you know, you're doing something. Whatever. I've been, I was balling there since I got on campus, I didn't need no trooper, but trooper did take take our games to the next level for sure. I, I look at this receiver group and what they need. They need a guy like trooper, like personality wise, someone that's attention to detail. You gonna learn how to run routes. Um, you gonna play the right way. I don't know how trooper feel about this whole not not blocking during the running game. I don't know how you feel about that, but he he loves. I, I bet he loves the offense and loves putting up points. I bet he absolutely loves that part. I was going to say the biggest thing I, I think Trooper brings 
besides what you just named, was he got kids to have great self-belief. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I just think that's so big, period. Whether it's, you know, teaching my, you know, third grader, you know, uh, you know, her multiplication tables, whether that's coaching Jalen Hyatt to, to run a run a depot. I mean, I I think getting getting people that you're impacting, mentoring, to have self belief in themselves is so big. Not every kid is super confident, and so that's kind of where I would lean. But again, I'm not Josh Heupel. I'm sure that you know he has other guys in his mind. I'm just saying it's the, the number of people that you're going to be able to go at really here late February, early March is going to be what we just talked about. You know, people we do have ties to or are on staff that know that they're probably going to get fired a year from now and they like to reset the clock, um, you know, with a new contract somewhere else. And so, because at the end of the day, all these coaches, they want stability above them anything else. They would like to be at a place where they know that you know, they're they're going to have a roof over their head, you know, for the next couple of years and not have to worry about trying to find a job or any of that. What about a Kelsey Pope, who has been the, I guess, the, the GA or the, the assistant receivers coach? I don't think he's old enough. I mean, you know, I mean, again, would you, you can get a Trooper Taylor right now. Would you rather have Kelsey Pope or Trooper Taylor? And that's not a knock on Kelsey Pope. I just don't think, I mean, he was going to hire Matt Merritt at UCF to coach his running back. But when he came here, he only brought Matt Merritt as a GA. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a different level. So I just don't I just don't see that. I mean, I, I think Kelsey Pope is going to be a really good football coach. And and maybe maybe they do go that route. But I, I just doesn't make as much sense as going with someone you could go get that's a veteran. But, you know, and I'm not even saying that's a trooper. I mean, I, that's just kind of my, you know, makes sense from several different, you know, angles um, type thing. Um, but, I mean, can you go get someone else like that that is a veteran that, you know, can meet your needs as a recruiter? That's the thing. Is like Recruiter. Think, there you go. I, I think – yeah, correct. Uh, I, I think the one thing about Trooper, even though he's, you know, he's getting up there in age, he bounces around. He still acts like a kid in a lot of ways. Um, even though he's more a seasoned vet now than he was back when he was here, you know, 15 years ago. The other thing is, I think he's still a hungry recruiter. Like, you know, Rodney Garner's mid-50s, but Rodney Garner's still a hungry recruiter. So, thus, it doesn't matter his age. You know, like, you know, some of those guys Tennessee had here in the last 10 years or so, even if they had a proven name to them, they weren't hungry recruiters anymore. And so they just kind of recruited off of, you know, their their previous success more so than current modern day. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, I think Trooper it, it would still be a hungry recruiter, um, and and honestly would walk in here with a chance to prove himself. Because hey, he knows how everybody felt about him when he was here before, and he would not want to come in here and change the expectations of you know what he was. Much like Coach Garner, I mean, Coach Garner knew what he you know everybody thought of him when it was at Georgia and Auburn, but everybody remembered him bringing in. You know, that quartet of guys from Georgia back in the mid to late 90s. So when he came in, like, you know, he's trying to continue that, that, that notion that, hey, I'm, I'm, I can recruit as good now as I ever did back then. It's, it's about fits, right? It's always been about fits. And 
Trooper is he's just a great fit. I mean, you look at how college football has changed. It benefits guys like Trooper Taylor. Like, it, it benefits um, staffs that have a Trooper Taylor because he's, go, he's going to connect with those players. Um, he's going you're, – you're going to know that he cares about you more than just a football player. He's going to hold you accountable. Mom and dad will feel good about their son being away because Trooper's kind of like the, 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 the dad away from home. Um, you've mentioned – the fact that he's a seasoned vet, like I, I, I just think he's he's the obvious choice. Now, I think if you're a trooper, you should be getting a associate head coaching title, something like that. I mean, you've been doing this a long time, and you know, he wants to be a head coach, so it's going to take that special title. It's going to take a couple bags or two. But I just look at what this group needs. This group needs a dude like Troop. That's what they need. What about? Austin and and Brad is asking this on the text box. What about T. Martin? I don't play too much. I mean he um, he was interviewed for an offensive coordinator job in the NFL. Yeah, I play too much. He knows Tennessee, the VFL. Not an option. No. What about uh? Austin so annoyed. What about Jason Swain? Is Jason Swain on the board uh, of options? No, he's not. You have to still be able to run a route to coach receiver. <laughs> I can run a hitch. Cody Burns played quarterback. I can run a hitch. Yeah, Co- Co- Cody is in excellent shape. Jason could, he could he could run uh, a a blocking route. What about dude, Andy <laughs> Reeves is a great coach. I don't think Andy Reeves did any running lately. That's a head coach, Jason. There's a difference. How are you going to demonstrate route running? Eric Beamy played running back in Colorado. Do you look like a running back right now? No. Well, he he can play fullback. So Charlie Weiss was a coach. Oh, you know I'm playing. Yeah, man, he had a front booty. I just wanted to call in and just hear. I just wanted to hear your take. I mean, I'm sad. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have you should have heard his reaction. What you need to hear is his reaction when I informed him of the news that Cody Burns was headed to the NFL. And, and he told me that I was lying to him and I he did not believe me. I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't think he was telling the truth, but I thought you were lying. I I thought, I personally thought that Jason would have went all stone cold on us and went, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> he, he pretty much did. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of college coaches are going to look to get to the NFL, and when if you can do it, I mean it's an easier life from a coaching standpoint, from a time standpoint. Even though Cody's not married, um, and no, the, the current climate of college football with the NIL stuff is just—I mean, it's going to push older coaches out, and I think your quality of coach in college is going to go down because I think you're going to end up hiring. There's going to be younger and younger coaches because. Like I just think the older coaches either go get out or they're going to push themselves to the NFL, where the life is just way better than college. You know, you have so much more time off. You're not dealing with you know the 18 year olds, you know, needing an NIL opportunity or they're going to the transfer portal. I mean, I, you know, I, I I don't blame Cody. I mean, it's it's a it's this this world that they're in right now is 
it's tough on on coaches. I mean, and I get it. I mean, they get paid well, okay. I mean, it's not act like they're getting paid peanuts because they're not. But uh, you know, it's it's vastly different than it was two years ago, much less you know ten years ago. And so you know, you, you look at a guy like Zach Azani. I mean, Zach, I think could be an offensive coordinator in college football right now. But I mean, like you start seeing him listed on like potential future head coaches, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, and. But him, he wasn't good enough for he, he he wasn't good enough to be Bush Jones' offensive coordinator. We you know because he wanted Larry Scott instead. You know that's um, why Bush ain't a head coach in SC anymore. That's right. He, that 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 move. You know, had he went with Azani, you know, I, I think that there's a chance he's still the head coach here. I mean, I, I really do. I mean, I think you know he's a guy that you know has only gotten better and better and better. I mean, he's now you know full five years in the NFL. One with Chicago and four with Denver, and he's back with Denver again on a third different staff in Denver. So that tells you what the the people in the NFL and the people with the Broncos think of Zach Azani, that he's he continues to survive, you know, head coaching firings and remains in the organization. LA so, loves him. Okay, yep. Zach Azani's great, but we really think Zach Azani's going to cover up all of Butch's BS. Well, good play calling was is is. Again, how you handle at the end of the day, you know, Ben brings up a good point. They the they were who they were at the quarterback position, but you know, I, I do think that you know they potentially run it, you know, down at the one yard line. In Florida, yeah. But they didn't practice at the goal line during practice. No, they didn't. Pra- they didn't practice. Um, you know, taking snaps under center. That's, well, that's why right. they didn't do it. Well, I just wanted to call in and be a part of this. This discussion, because you know, are you going to join us tomorrow as well? Yeah, man. This hasn't had anything to do with my regular schedule appearance. So this is a free Austin Price appearance. Sad day, man. Sad day on Rocky right. Top. Got look every, for another every coach. One of them is a free Austin Price appearance. What do you mean? <laughs> every one of them is a free Austin Price appearance. I can't even get Swain to go buy me lunch anywhere. Do you think Tony Vitello could coach the receivers? Oh, his hair could morphing into its own. Uh, I, I know one thing. If if Josh Hype will hire Tony Vitello to be Tennessee's wide receivers coach, Carnell Tate would be committed to Tennessee. Any receiver Tennessee wanted would be committed to the Vols. Tony Vitello could recruit. I know that much. Troop could get Carnell Tate. What do you think? What, what do you think about that, man? What did you think of? Did you did you listen to Tony Vitello on the Nation last night? No, because you were on there. Did you hear Swain's interview with Drew Beam last night on the Rock Walt in the locker room? I did. It went really well. That was that was Harold Reynolds Jr. coming out right there. Outside outside of him asking him about a, a bat flip on a home run when the kid's only got a pitch, it was a good interview. That hey. was a great interview. Hey man, if he if he ever hits, I'm playing Twain. Yeah, if he ever hits, man, I want I want to know if his bat flip game is on point. That's all. That's all. Speaking of baseball, I thought Ben was the go-to reporter when it came to ball quiz. When? When, when did you start covering baseball? Ben is the go-to guy of all quests about baseball. He is the go-to. I just dabble. All right. So we'll make sure folks understand that. Ben is the go-to guy for baseball. Now my head's not going to fit out the door today. It never fits. This is true. Ben is the go-to guy. No. Nobody, nobody, I mean, except for when his wife buys tickets to, to, to see some 90s act. And then he missed. Hey, I still did my job. I just wasn't there in person. Kane was. We're we're, we're triple teaming. We got Austin 
working it. We, we got Eric working it, myself, Brent. I mean, he just sent me over a nice little baseball piece he put together for later today. I mean, just we have VolQuest killing the game in baseball. We do it all at VolQuest. We do football, basketball, baseball, golf. We, we got it all covered. This is true. The golf balls get ready to head to uh... – Cabo coming up this weekend for a um, the, the Cabo Classic. Seven of the top ten teams in the country will be there, Jason. But will Tyler Johnson be there? One Who? Of best, one of Tennessee's best golfers. May he plays basketball. Tyler Johnson's a professional basketball player. He's also a six-year senior on the golf team here at Tennessee. From Farragut. Huh. Learn something new every day. I got in trouble last time I asked you about, about golf. So, not from Slane. But I'm not going to mention anything about golf again. Who'd you get in trouble by? Nelson from Jackson was in my mentions, wondering why I was asking about golf. So, so berate Nelson and Jackson for me, please. I know. I mean, Nelson, listen, we do we do 15 hours of, of talk on this on the Swain Event app every week. We can spare five minutes of your 15 hours talking about Tennessee's golf team. That's right. Which is currently, which is currently ranked in the top ten. Get him, Austin. You hear that, Nelson? Mr. Bay. Tennessee is an everything school. That's right. Austin, thanks, man. Thanks. Nelson, Nelson's just upset because there aren't no quality golf courses in Jackson. You're probably right. You're probably right. I haven't heard anyone say, hey, man, you're going to Jackson to play golf. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> I haven't exactly. heard anybody say they're going to Jackson. Well, that too. <laughs> For the weekend, Except other for- than people who live there like D'Arval and hey, Nelson. Trey Smith. He lives in Kansas City. Where, where does Trey live during the offseason? That's what I want to know. That that That's going to be a real indicator right there. Nashville. <laughs> yeah, Nashville. We're just slapping the face of those at Jackson. I mean, it ain't Nashville. You too good for us now? It's, it, ain't, it ain't Nashville. All right, AP, um, tomorrow, man, we want you to have the, a uh, hit list of potential wide receiver coach candidates for us, man. And I hope the list of truth includes uh, Trooper Taylor. Sounds good. I will talk to you tomorrow. All right. See you. Hopefully it's not Kevin Beard on that list. But maybe Kevin Beard's gotten better. He hasn't been coaching. All right. So no no Kevin Beard. I don't even think he has a Wikipedia page. I think Monterio will be awesome. He does have a Wikipedia page. I think Trooper will be awesome. Um, I think it might be hard to pull... Another receiver coach from the SEC. I don't know who else I like in the SEC that's obtainable. But also makes a good point about Trooper. Great point. Kevin Beard has been the recruiting coordinator at Toledo since he left. Well, nah, it says it says RC. I'm, I'm assuming that means recruiting coordinator. Yeah, it does. I'm totally joking on Kevin Beard. I don't want Kevin. But he wears cleats when he coaches. I don't want Kevin Beard. Troop does too. But Troop actually teaches receivers and they get better. Knows what he's doing. I don't want Kevin Beard. Kevin Beard's a good player, but not not the best coach. I want T. Martin or Sakazani. I don't want T. Martin to come back right now. Not right now. Need some time in between. Not right now. Not right now. And that was that was a surprise. I didn't think Tennessee would lose assistant coach. 
and not Cody to the NFL. I mean, no one's had a quicker come up than Cody Barnes. He was just playing at Auburn a couple of years ago, and he's been SEC team twice. Now he's going to the NFL. Wow. Pretty impressive. Great coach. Pretty impressive. Go to the phones. Got Turkey Man. I hate you, Ben. Turkey Man, good morning. <laughs> good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chuckles. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, but they often said that uh, if, uh, if that uh, coach hadn't left, would Butch still be in here? Who knows? Yeah. I, I well, Swain agreed with him. Don't let Swain off the hook. Look, well, Zach is on. No, I said, it, I said it would have been different. He is, Coach Z was great. He ain't that great. Well, the plays have been is, better. I don't know about the drama. Players get hit in the they, helmet. Would they, so. would they have found the, the crane? Would he still been on the, on the uh, jumbotron? I don't think so. I believe they found a, found the crane if he's here or not, I think. I think everybody was over that that part of it. Hey, uh, you talk about different kinds of sports all morning. Have you watched? Did you guys watch the Winter Olympics? Any? No, uh, no, 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 no. You never wa- never watch curling? No. Well, the only curling I watch is my biceps in the gym. Oh uh, well, and Andy sometimes on his videos I get. We'll talk to you later. See you, Turkey Man. Sorry, Turkey Man. No no breakdown of curling. Uh, no name here on the text box makes a good point. Maybe Derek Dooley will leave his Bama internship to come be the receivers coach here at Tennessee. And I say no name on the text box because whoever sent this message, I, I would love to give you credit, but you didn't put your name. Or at least the name did not pop up. Would we, Derek Dooley leave the Bama internship? He has NFL wide receiver coaching experience now. We need a recruiter. Go the, get me Trooper Taylor and Montario Hart. This is this is this is what Tennessee needs at wide receiver coach. They need a recruiter, and they need a teacher of the position. That's what they need. The system that we run, there's some things that you know we may not do at the wide receiver position. That's fine. That's cool. But being taught how to do those things so that way when it's time to go to the next level, if you can do them, like that's all that matters. Like you look at Valus Jones and things that he was able to do at the Senior Bowl. I promise you a lot of that stuff that he did at the Senior Bowl, he probably wasn't asked to do at Tennessee. didn't have to do it because that wasn't what the system required. But Valus has he's played a long time. He's he's been coached by different different guys, different coaches. I told y'all kind of what the, the next step is for Tennessee football. That is putting dudes in the league consistently. That's the next step. Offense is fun to watch. NIL is going to help Tennessee. Tennessee's gonna be able to take advantage of the NIL. Now it's about Winning and producing dudes in the league. That's because that's what it's about. I had a friend of mine send me uh excerpt from 
a recruit. And it was on SI. Player was asked about Ole Miss and going to Ole Miss. And the player says, Lane Kiffin was fun. I like Lane. It was going to be tough for us to go to Mississippi. Other guys are, are trying to put on a show saying, you can change the trajectory of our program. Dude, we don't care about your tra- trajectory. The school colors in the buildings. It's who can get this kid ready for the NFL. That's what it's about. Don't care about your school colors. Don't care about your buildings. Don't care about helping put your school on the map. Can you help me be ready for the league? And Tennessee can do that, as many players as possible, then Tennessee is going to be a hotbed for, for talent. The same way Rick Barnes has been a hotbed for talent because they want to be developed and go to the next level. That's what it's going to be about, which is why we have to get a recruiter in here, taking Cody Burns' place. So you don't think Cody Burns was recruiting? We need to get a big-time recruiter and a teacher of the position. You can take what you want from it. I don't give a damn. I'm just telling you what we need. Maybe maybe you, sh- you shouldn't wear that Letterman's jacket in the fall because quiet well, offseason, nothing going on, no coaches leaving, just ho-hum. And then you put the jacket on, and an hour later, boom! Coach leads for the NFL. This, this probably happened last night. These developments have been probably happening for the last couple of days. I'm definitely, choo- definitely last night. I'm choosing to believe that it took place because you put on that jacket. Uh, we also have some other movement in the SEC that just dropped from Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated. The Rams are hiring Kentucky offensive coordinator Liam Cohen to be their new offensive coordinator. Ha, ha! Ha, ha! Ha, ha! Man, he was good, too. I'm pretty sure Stoops will hire somebody good, too. Back to the coach. Trooper checks all the boxes. All of them. Except for the box of, has he been in trouble with the NCAA? Uh, that happened a long time ago. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who's the head coach at Ole Miss? Uh, Lane Kiffin. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Head coach, huh? He's a head coach at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that that would be uh that that would be wasn't officially officially in trouble. Big time if if they could go get Trooper, I, I'd be super excited about that. Instant, instant upgrade if you get Trooper. Trooper, not them recruiting Rhodes in Memphis. Went down and. Brought Demetrius Morley, Vladimir Richard, oh, all those boys just, from, from, from South Florida. You mean just getting on 40 and driving six hours straight? He knows where to go. That's a, 
That's a difficult road right he knows, there. He knows where to go. A difficult road he to knows remember. How to, he knows how to bring them out. <laughs> you know, my man Jerry Mack is, you know, recruit the Memphis area. Troop can also recruit those areas. And, may, and maybe I'm biased because he was my coach. Yeah, probably a little bit. But that's because I know what he can do. I ain't. I didn't say Tennessee needed to hire Pat Washington, and he's my coach for three years. I just know what Tennessee needs, and it's a dude like Trooper. Some of those guys in that room, they need a Trooper. That game will go from here to here. I saw it with Meacham. I saw it with my own two eyes. That's what they need. We'll see what happens, man. Come on, Hype. Come on, hype! Here's your chance right here to upgrade. I can, I can already feel it now. Everybody getting their hopes up for Trooper Taylor, and then shoo, the rug taken out from underneath them. Kevin Beard, <laughs> throw my broken phone piece at you. Kevin again. Beard, gotta get a recruiter though, man. I mean, if you if you if you're gonna have this offense, you better get some dudes. Hypo can recruit any quarterback. That's they, that should be a problem. But if you're gonna have this type of offense. And you want to have two receivers catching 70 balls? The Cedric Tillman stories. Not everybody going to, not every player is going to be Cedric Tillman. So you better get some dudes in here that you don't have to hope that they can develop like Cedric Tillman to go out there and be special. You're going to have to bring in some, 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 some five star dudes that just make the coaches look good. The development's good, but man, a great player makes a average coach look great. And sometimes that's okay. That is okay. Low T Center and Low T Center.com. Powers hour number three here on, on the program. How about some news? And we got it during the show. That's the first. How about that, man? We got some news during the show. Make your health a priority this year. Schedule your annual health assessment. It's covered by most. Health insurance for less than $100 cash pay. Go to lowtcenter.com to book your appointment online. That's Low T Center and lowtcenter.com, reinventing men's health care. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. The Swain Events Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. Austin Price will join us tomorrow. He better come with that list. Don't come up in here open, open, uh, empty-handed, Austin Price, tomorrow. You better have a list of potential replacements at the wide receiver position for coaches. Good luck to Cody Burns there in New Orleans Tennessee now looking for a coach Kentucky now looking for an offense coordinator never a dull moment inside of the SEC never a dull moment here in the Swain event hope to have you with us tomorrow 7am peace and love we are out Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue